So for many today, it's if you watch the news and if you are um, uh, just interacting with people, even if it's virtually, we know that there's just a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of people that are in need of hope that presently their their hope really just relies on the maybe the next news feed where there'll be some ray of hope that will will come. But um, as we look at the teaching tonight from uh, Psalm 46 is where we're going to land, I believe that we'll, we'll be able to be encouraged by the word of the Lord. You know, history helps bring some perspective in a time like this. There have been seasons in, in history where there have been pandemics. There have been diseases that were rampant. There have been uh, natural disasters and wars and economic collapses and just a myriad of uh, catastrophic events that have happened uh, in the world, yet the world survived. And by God's grace, we are going to survive and the world will survive, even though it's a harrowing time presently. So a little historical perspective before we get into uh, the word. But here we are, we're hunkered down. It's like snow days, right? Without the snow, we're waiting, we're adjusting, we're coping. We are um, understanding that some are fearing uh, the disease, uh, taking really wise precautions, which we encourage everyone to do. Um, also, there's the impact, possible impact on loved ones, especially seniors. and. Uh, but for all of us, we're concerned about those that we hold dear to our heart. And then um, there's just all kinds of uh, ripple effects of this as well in our lives. We are living in a, a troubling time, and we understand that. And in times of uncertainty, I found in my life, and I'm sure that many, if not all of you have found as well, it's helpful to go to scripture. It's helpful to go to the word of God to find our strength in what we know to be true in an uncertain time. And so today I've chosen Psalm 46 for us to take a look at for just a few minutes uh, for today's teaching, which is entitled Help in the Time of Trouble. Psalm 46 verses 1 through 7, I would encourage you to follow along if you can. Starting in verse 1, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her she will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. You know, when this was written and for most of history, there was nothing to hold on to in a time like we're experiencing other than God. There was no medical community to, uh, to try to wrap their minds around uh, what was happening at the time. There was no scientists in laboratories that were trying to come up with 
with uh, solutions, none of that. All they had, all they had to hold on to was God. And this is why I believe it's so important that the psalmist, as he's trying to give a word of encouragement to his people, he just right out of the gate, he talks about the one hope that they have, the one refuge that they have. And he affirms this plan, which uh, leads us really to just the very first point, a very present help. This is what the psalmist wanted to communicate with the people, that their God is not a distant God. He's very, he's like over the top. He's very present. He's a very present help. Aren't you glad that we serve a God that is present, that isn't distant, that is with us? And that's what the psalmist is declaring, that there is a God, our God, who is a very present help in time of trouble, and that he is a refuge. What does it mean to have a refuge? Well, he's a hiding place. He's a shelter. We've heard the term shelter in place. I don't know about you, but I'd never heard that term before last weekend, but that's a term that's being used, a shelter in place. Not only physically, but spiritually, our God is a shelter in place. He is a refuge for us, a safe place. The psalmist also declared that God is our strength, inner strength as much as physical strength. When we feel weak, when our faith is low, when we are seemingly struggling to move forward, there is a strength in God, in relationship with God, that he imparts strength to us. And we can make it because of our God being strong. The Apostle Paul said in in his weakness, we are made strong. In our weakness, we're made strong. And so this is an opportunity for God to show up, for God to be very present and to build strength in us as we look to him. We know that God is omnipresent, but also intimately present. Or he's omnipresent, but also very intimately present when we are in trouble. And what a blessing this is. I love Psalm 75, verse 1, that says, We give thanks to you. We give thanks to you, for your name is near. There's an old song. Uh, it was actually popular when I was uh, in college. So it is an old song that said, simply, he's just as close. He's as close as the mention of his name. And I encourage you, when you're feeling at your lowest right now, when you're feeling weak, when you're feeling like you need help outside of yourself, just to whisper the name of Jesus, to call on the name that is near the name of Jesus. When Christ came, that name uh, did become the name of Jesus, and we call upon him and his presence is near. Because of this, the psalmist wrote, Therefore we will not fear. Emphatic, we will not fear because of, not because of us, but who our God is. This is where knowledge, knowing God, and experience collide. We can know God is our refuge, our strength, and our help, but how better to experience God as our refuge, our strength, and our help in this time of trouble. This brings us to what we're facing right now, and I believe what Uh, the nation of Israel often faced, which was an elusive enemy, trying to find the enemy that was attacking them. The second point here in the outline is an elusive enemy. 
Last summer when I was in Oxford, I had an uninvited guest one night in my bedroom. No, it wasn't a descendant of C.S. Lewis, although that would have been really cool. Uh, rather, it was an unwelcome guest. It was a spider. Like most people, I do not like spiders or snakes, I admit it. So I saw the, the spider, and it was late at night. I was getting ready to turn in uh, for bed, and I saw this spider, and I tried to take it out. I tried to capture it, kill it. I must confess, I had a plan to kill the spider, um, but I couldn't get to him. He kind of went into a little crack, and next thing I knew, I knew he was in the room, <laughs> but I could not find him. And so I'm laying in bed, I'm thinking, okay, I could just be fearful and stay awake and kind of wait for this spider to emerge again and just um, hope that I could then get him. Or I could just turn the light off and go to sleep and trust God. And it was a real spiritual decision. It was like, am I going to trust God to take care of this? relatively insignificant creature, this little spider. Well, it wasn't so little, but compared to me, it was quite little. Am I going to trust God for this, or am I going to fret about it? And there was nothing I could do about it. Kind of like right now, what we're living, there's very little we can do. We can, yes, we can take the precautions, and, and, and we should be doing that. But in terms of, we can't end the coronavirus ourselves tomorrow, Right. And so how are we going to move forward? And so I had this spiritual experience in C.S. Lewis's home, and I decided to turn the light off and go to sleep and trust God to take care of the spider. And I hope this doesn't sound too facetious, but I slept like a baby. I woke up the next morning without a spider bite. I looked around, no sign of the spider. God took care of the spider. Now, I'd like to say that I always trust that decisively, but I don't. I often find that my enemies are elusive, that I can't wrap my mind around them, even understand how they're attacking me. So I find myself teetering back and forth between faith and fear. But Psalm 46 reminds me that I have a God I can trust in. Though the earth gives way, the mountains be moved into the sea, the waters roar and foam, the mountains tremble. There's a lot of trembling and shaking, it seems like, in the world right now, a lot of uncertainty, but I have a God I can trust in. Certainly, COVID-19 is an elusive enemy, but we need not fear. We have a refuge, a strength, a help in the time of trouble, and that is our God. And then the psalmist moves on to declare there's a river, which seems very odd, doesn't it? You're reading through that passage of Scripture. There's a river, a river who makes glad, which is our third point. Let me read it to you quickly. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her, and she will not fall. God will help her at break of day. In Scripture, God's presence is frequently linked with bodies of water, oceans, rivers. 
And uh, the phrase, there is a river, simply means there is a presence. There is a presence that makes glad the place where God and his people meet. You know, to be made glad means not barely preserving us from danger, but actually bringing euphoria or rejoicing or thanksgiving into a time where we could be fearful. Imagine that, that God can actually come into our spirit and make glad where we could be in despair. It's because of the presence of God. Verse 5 says that God is in that stream. It's a holy place because a holy God dwells there and lifts the spirits of those who dwell therein. I encourage you to increase your focus time in God's presence. God is with you always, but where you would give him attention and welcome him into your room, into your spirit, into your mind through the word of God, and see the joy, experience the joy and the gladness that rises in your heart. Pastor Ryan put together a playlist that's on Spotify that I encourage you to check out. It, uh, it coincides with our, our daily video that we're doing now on YouTube just to encourage people. And it's called uh, The Daily Anchor, both on uh, Instagram, YouTube, but the playlist, The Daily Anchor playlist on Spotify, has songs that will be uh, songs that will usher you into God's presence and lift your countenance and your spirit and just encourage you to, uh, to really consider that because what we take in right now has a lot to do with how we're going to cope with this. If we take in just the news stream, it's going to affect how we cope with this. If we just totally remove ourselves from society and, and binge watch 24 hours a day or whatever, that's going to affect how we cope with this situation. But, and there's nothing wrong with a little binge watching. Shelly and I, we're into blue bloods right now, which Jeff and Anna recommended, and we're in season eight. So we're doing a little bit of that, but we're also wanting to usher in God's presence as well and uh, encourage you to do the same. Uh, God is with her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. And then it goes on, though the nations are in uproar, which they are right now, the Lord Almighty is with us, the God of Jacob. And then the fourth point, has to do with a little reflection at this point where the psalmist has just talked about the presence of the Lord. He now takes a look in the rearview mirror. He says, come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he's brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. This coronavirus has recently been called a war that we're in. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. God has not forsaken the earth. He's a God that has brought victory in the past and will bring victory again. He's a God that has done great things historically, and he is a God that will once again do great things. And then one of the great verses in all of Scripture is kind of the landing point of it all. And this brings us to our final point, a calm that comes from knowledge. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still. 
quiet your spirit, rest in the knowledge that we know God. What does it mean to be still? Well, it does mean to that there's no more stirring and anxiousness and fear in our spirit. We are, we are at rest with the knowledge of our God. We're at rest with experiencing his presence. We are at rest when we reflect on the mighty deeds that he has done throughout history. To be still, to take deep breaths, but also to know that he is God and that he is worthy of our trust. Last week, I asked those in our gathering to write what they were fearful of. Here's some of the responses that we received. Fearful of uncertainty in life. There were several of those comments. Uncertain about their future, their career, marriage. Fearful of the unknown, the unplanned. Fearful of a surprise the unexpected, fearful of failing or hurting others, fearful of being a burden on others, fearful of their parents dying, especially from corona, a fear of not performing well at work, fear of losing their job, fear of not finding a good partner, fear of not living up to their full potential for God, fear. We find ourselves when fear rises up within us that we have some choices to make. What the psalmist is recommending is to take a minute to rest, to reflect, to trust, to be still and know that He is God. In the monastic tradition, there's a practice called Lectio Divina. Basically, this is one of the aspects of that is that they will say a scripture and then they will repeat the verse, leaving off the last word each time until you get down to just one word. I'd like to conclude the teaching tonight with this practice and feel free to say this with me. What we're going to do is just recite be still and know that I am God, but we will end one word early each time until we get down to the, the opening word of the verse. And let this just uh, waft over you like, like a wave would come over you as we just rehearse this wonderful truth that we find in God's word. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know that I. Be still and know that. Be still and know. Be still and be still be there's a lot of doing right now 
do this, don't do that. There's a lot of instructions that we're given and we're doing things differently. Like tonight, we're doing church differently than we've done it before. There's a lot of doing right now. I challenge you to focus on the being rather than the doing. We'll be, we're people of tasks. This is, I don't know of a more task-oriented city that I've ever lived in than Boston. We're very much doers. If there's ever a time that we focused on being, it's now. We have that choice to make. Thinking back to the spider in the room that night in Oxford, nothing I could do really but trust in God. A small illustration, but I think a powerful one. There's all I could do. The times we find ourselves in, there's nothing we can do beyond taking the hygiene and social distancing precautions, etc. But we can be. May we trust in God, who is our refuge, our strength, and help in the time of trouble. This psalm ends with the writer reminding himself once again, lest he succumb to fear and unrest. He makes this proclamation almost like an exclamation point. He says for the second time in this chapter, the Lord Almighty is with us. He's with you. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Let's pray together.